0: Welcome, welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I am Jason Whitlock, your host. Uh, This is, uh, for those of you keeping score at home, the 200th episode of Fearless. Uh, Congratulations to the Fearless Army and the soldiers that have joined our fight and cause. We have a fantastic show planned for you this Tuesday. Uh, I I can't, I don't wanna go on with a long preamble. Uh, Listen, you guys know the news of the day and the news that happened uh, last night political, uh, leaking, a first draft, rough draft from Judge Alito that basically previews uh, perhaps the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. and uh, it will no longer be a federally mandated deal where states have to provide uh, abortion rights to its citizens. The, the power will return to the states uh, where, you know, Roe, uh, had turned the power over to the federal government. This is monumental, uh, breathtaking news. I, 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 I'm going to start here though, for me, as an American citizen, a proud American citizen, a patriotic American citizen, I'm not going to respond as a journalist. I'm going to respond as a citizen. I think the person that leaked this needs to be prosecuted to the highest extent of the law. We've spent the past year and a half talking about insurrection and January 6th rioters and they tried to overthrow this government. Nothing that happened on January 6th compares to what this person has done to the Supreme Court and the rule of law and the Supreme Court's ability to do its job. Trust and secrecy are primary components to our Supreme Court acting properly, uh, trying to move away from political partisanship and just interpret the Constitution and, and our laws, uh, this type of leak jeopardizes, threatens all of that. It threatens the sovereignty of the Supreme Court. This, In my view, this leak is treasonous and, and is more damaging and harmful Uh, than anything that happened on January the 6th. Uh, But again, that's me, an American citizen. You guys know I came up a sports journalist. I'm not the greatest expert on any of this. Uh, I'm, I'm not denigrating my position, but it's one of the reasons why I reached out to Tom Fitton with Judicial Watch. These guys are experts on all of this hence the name judicialwatch.org and so uh tom i i want to welcome you uh to the program and thank you so much uh for taking the time and and listen there's a lot to debate about whether roe v wade should be overturned whether uh you know federal government should be involved in abortion decisions but but I'm reaching out to you because I'm just offended by this leak. I, I think it's one of the most damaging things that's happened to our constitutional republic democracy in a long time. Uh, you know, obviously it's it's not as bad as the assassination of some presidents, but my God, this undermines our, our Supreme Court. Am I wrong for uh, being really upset with the leaker and thinking that what, this person has done uh, jeopardizes uh, the foundation and the principles that this country stands on
1: yeah it's an attack on the court for sure jason and you're right to be concerned about it any citizen or anyone who supports our constitutional system of government that relies on the rule of laws as, as an underlying basis uh, should be considered and the question is how damaging this will this be to the rule of law in the court uh and uh On top of this, we have the left uh, promoting the uh, leaker, whoever this person is. Uh, You have this former Clinton official who's uh, seeking to pack the courts, celebrating this leak. And as you point out, uh, it it politicizes the court. It's bad enough the court's politicized itself with rulings that are political. But the idea that the deliberations of the court uh, would be interfered with in a criminal way, I think, in order to affect the outcome, boy, this, it's it's not so much, I'm not worried to damage the court obviously and its reputation, but this is the rule of law. And if the court can't deliberate in a way uh, that people can have confidence in and the justices can have confidence in, you know, is it the end of the Supreme Court? If not, you know, literally, practically in terms of confidence uh, citizens will have in its operations uh, from here on in. And we don't know who did it. Uh, The chief justice appointed the marshal of the court who oversees the Supreme Court police to investigate this. Uh, Is justice involved? Are justice clerks involved? Was the system, the email system hacked? Who was involved here? Uh, There's a lot of questions. and, And anyone with an interest in our constitution should be investigating it. The executive branch and Congress as well.
0: I, I want to read Chief Justice John Roberts' statement on this, and I'm sure you've already read this, Tom, but I want to share with our audience. To the extent this betrayal of confidences of the court was intended to undermine the integrity of our operations, it will not succeed. The work of the court will not be affected in any way. We at the court are blessed to have a workforce, permanent employees, law clerks alike, intensely loyal to the institution and dedicated to the rule of law. Court employees have an exemplary and important tradition of respecting the confidentiality of the judicial process and upholding the trust of the court. This was a singular and egregious breach of that trust that is an affront to the court and the community of public servants who work here. I've directed the marshal of the court to launch an investigation into the source of the leak. Let, let, let's let's start with his beginning. Is that uh, this portray? It will not succeed. The work of the court will not be affected in any way. Do Do you believe that? Is that possible that it won't be affected in any way?
1: Look, the courts are human beings. Uh, the court is made up of human beings, and you know now there's a breach of trust. The other, the justices individually, uh, presumably don't know how it happened. I have no doubt the permanent employees, as the chief justice notes, are probably good. I mean, they're famous for being, as he points out, very loyal and protective of the institution. Uh, But you do have clerks coming through uh, who are there for only a short period of time, relatively speaking. And, of course, you have justices who have an intense interest in these issues uh, who might be tempted to engage in this type of gamesmanship. I don't know what the answer is. It's never happened before. So all bets are off. And, but it, you know, I, I've been asking online, who benefits, right? Who benefits from this the most? And it's my view, the left benefits. And so to me, that's where we should be focused on figuring out what happened versus the Supreme Court. The president's uh, statements today, uh, didn't, re- didn't talk about protecting the Supreme Court from this attack. I mean, this leak is going to put those justices who want to overturn Roe versus Wade in the public eye in such a way that's going to lead to attempts at intimidation and potential violence, that is obviously disruptive to the operations of the court. Uh, the Chief Justice, um, you know, as I reflect on it in this program, uh, he needs to be more aggressive and and saying this, is, this will not stand, we're going to proceed. And by the way, uh, he should consider releasing this decision almost immediately. Uh, so uh, the, the bad guys don't have time to Gather to try to intimidate and distract and divert the courts, um, the courts processes further. I,
0: I love that suggestion. I, and this is again why we reached out to you that they should release this immediately because that that is my concern. And how often in the deliberation process? Because you know, I, I did they get the case in December, I believe. And, and and so there's a deliberation process where maybe they take an early vote, but there's still time for people to change their vote before a final opinion is rendered. And that's why the rough draft, first draft, again, that was going to change inevitably whether people's votes change or not. But how commonplace is it for a, a justice to change his vote on such a major decision like this? Well, the chief justice
1: famously did, at least reportedly in the uh, Obamacare decisions, where uh, supposedly he he did change his mind after telling his uh, justices he was going to overrule Obamacare or support overturning it, uh, he tur- he changed his mind reportedly, and so I think that's the hope here uh, that they're able to scare off justices who have shown sensitivities to public disc- uh, to public criticism, uh, justices Kavanaugh and Amy Comey Barrett. Uh, so there's a target here. And obviously another target is the chief justice himself. What's interesting about this decision or the draft opinion, it seems to be um, designed to persuade Chief Justice Roberts to come over to our side, because when you look at a lot of the language, it's actually quoting a key dissent that Justice Roberts, or Chief Justice Roberts had authored, uh, objecting to uh, the gay marriage decision. So all that language that the left is going crazy about is language that Chief Justice wrote, the Chief Justice wrote. So it's, you know, from a court watcher, it's interesting to see this initial draft and maybe what its intent was. Uh, But the good news is, and I hope the rule of law prevails here, is that the court is going to overturn Roe versus Wade, and the states can finally get back to protecting unborn human beings uh, from being killed through abortion. And, uh, that's why the, And now, in the end, that's why the left is angry, because they don't want that to happen. On the other hand, uh, it will be a moral development uh, second to none in recent memory.
0: You, you seem to indicate Kavanaugh and Barrett are the most vulnerable, and if so, if I heard you right, could you clarify and explain why?
1: I think the left thinks they're the most vulnerable. I mean, in prior decisions, they've seemingly had some weaker decisions that reflected uh, reactions to leftist criticism of the court and the shadow docket. I'm sure you've seen that in the past. You know, and I'm not a lawyer, I, I don't want to overstate uh, the, the machinations of the court beyond, you know, kind of what's in the public domain there. Uh, but, uh, it, you know, th- this isn't being put out there to help the court get to the right result. It's to kind of put their thumb on the scales, whoever leaked it. And, um, you know, the, is there any is, does anyone credibly think this was leaked in order to ensure a pro-life result? I don't know. Maybe maybe some do. Uh, but uh, this is why we need to get to the bottom of it as quickly as possible. And, and you know, Tom, and, and I'll let and you the go damage with- is done because the decision is going to be released and the left, I'm sure they're formulating the argument now, is going to say the decision's invalid uh, because uh, the final the final decision was different than this one, and the change uh, shows that the court was corrupted or something like that. It, it's it is a mess, Jason. And, and you know, many you know, I'm being calm here, but it's difficult to um, overstate uh, that uh, you know the uh, the question that. I think is on the forefront of anyone who watches the court and our constitution of the minds of those who are concerned about this is can the court recover from this can the court recover from this and if a justice did it it could be the end of the court practically speaking
0: if if we find out who leaked this do you have any idea what type of criminal charges that person could face or is it or, I don't know, are they subject to any, have they done anything criminally wrong here?
1: Well, I think in the, in the least it's an obstruction of justice. Uh, when you think about the proceedings uh, charges that were levied against the January 6th defendants, remember obstructing official proceedings, uh, things like that though, there's all sorts of crimes associated with this leak. And of course, you know, when you interfere with the court processes, the court has an inherent authority uh, to protect itself from that violation and obstruction and can pursue criminal contempt on its own. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there, there there are crimes here. Uh, the marshal's being asked to investigate. He runs a a, law, a federal law enforcement agency. The Supreme Court police or like the FBI, the U.S. Marshals of the Capitol Hill Police. Uh, they can enforce the law just as much as they can. Final, I just
0: want to add that you said and i believed until this morning that this had never happened before the washington post is reporting that in 1973 hours before the announcement of roe v wade time magazine preempted the announcement with with a story uh saying that you know roe was going to win uh and so that's a small the 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 leak was given to them on the condition that it not be leaked before The final uh, ruling was put out there so it's not analogous to this situation where they're preempting them by a month and and there was some kind of issue with the timing of the 1973 decision but it I guess it just speaks to how divisive this issue is that in both cases there was a small leak and now an enormous nuclear leak uh,
1: I guess well, so it begins, to, Jason, the, media, the left media's efforts to minimize the leak, you know, by pretending it happened before. As you point out, it's not comparable. Uh, a rumor mill leak coming out a, a few minutes before a final decision is issued. It's far from uh, the same thing as an early draft being leaked months potentially before the final decisions to be uh, released to the public. And so uh, there's nothing like this that's happened before. And you can bet the left is going to encourage this type of conduct, as I've talked about earlier, and celebrate the leaker. And uh, in the meantime, our justices are under fire and uh, are under threat. Security uh, obviously has been increased at the court, and, and, and now this decision is gonna be made under the threat of intimidation and potential violence, thanks to whoever did this. Uh, they can't see justice soon enough, as far as I'm concerned.
0: All right, thank you, Tom. Uh, Listen, the news today is the perfect segue and set up to talk about our friends over at Preborn and our partnership here at The Blaze uh, with the team over at Preborn. Uh, We're geared towards uh, saving the lives as many as 50,000 babies in 22, in in 2022. And hopefully with this news today, that number will Grow exponentially in terms of how many babies' lives we can save. If you did not know, preborn is the direct competition to Planned Parenthood and the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the United States. When you let a woman see her baby on ultrasound and hear the heartbeat, she is 80% more likely to choose life for her baby. And when the mother chooses life, preborn provides maternity and baby clothes, diapers, car seats, counseling, and much more free of charge. Preborn born has a passion to save unborn babies from abortion and see women come to Christ. Help rescue babies' lives. Donate by dialing pound 250 and say the keyword, baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby, or go to preborn.org slash fearless. Listen, just because there's good news on the overturning of Roe v. Wade, the fight isn't over. This is about the federal government getting out of the abortion business. States will still have legalized abortion, many states across this country. So the support of preborn.org is actually magnified today and put into focus that our fight, your fight, what you have been pushing for, we're actually winning. But you don't put on the brakes when you're winning you press on the gas. And that's why you need to continue to support Preborn and preborn.org. Go to preborn.org slash fearless. The fight isn't over. This is a great day, but let's continue with the fight. Be a good fearless soldier and support Preborn. All right, uh, Royce White, next. Let's roll out to Minneapolis on a very uh, special day for those of us in the fearless army. And and I I want to somewhat apologize uh, for my tone and, and because this issue is very emotional for me. I'm very happy that we seem to be getting a strong indication Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned. And I'm sure there will be other people who are in a bit more celebratory mood than I am, and perhaps even Royce. Royce has told me this is the greatest thing the government has done in his lifetime. Uh, so, but, but for me, I'm so enraged and am upset about the person who leaked this and, and what it does potentially to the Supreme Court, what it does potentially to our country. And, and that it's another step towards more division and potential conflict amongst us. This is such an egregious act uh, that to be quite, I, I'm, I'm scared. And so there are people are, are fearful of what's next for our country. Uh, this, and maybe this is the way the left felt on January 6th watching people uh, riot at the Capitol. Uh, The thing on January 6th was nothing to me. It was predictable, inevitable, uh, considering all the violence that the left had applauded over Black Lives Matter for years. And so it was nothing to me, but the people on the left seemed very distraught and just shocked that people would actually take their... uh, um, Complaints to the Capitol. That's how shocked and distraught I am that someone connected potentially to the Supreme Court would mm-hmm. leak this information and do this kind of damage to the trust that's necessary for Supreme Court just justice to operate with confidence and without fear of political uh, retribution. This is. For me. I, I don't I don't. I don't—maybe it's it's the way I felt, honestly, to good, goodness on September 11th. And, and that's a heck of an analogy I'm making, but but I'm t- I was sitting on, J- on, on September 11th like, holy cow, someone has struck an incredible blow at America. And that's how I feel today, that this leaker has struck an incredible blow against America uh, Royce, I want to bring you in to hopefully bring some joy uh, to today because there is some good news in this. That help seems to be on the way in the abortion battle. Uh, I see you got a sport coat on and uh, looking sharp, so it looks like it. You're in a bit more celebratory mood than perhaps I am.
2: Well, well absolutely. You know, I would I would tell everybody and caution everybody to hold tight. Um, Because and and continue to pray, you know, the deed is not done. This is just a leak. And and it could very well be more info wars this time intended to supercharge the Democrat base uh, ahead of a midterm election that it looks like they may lose in, in great fashion across the country. But if this is real and it goes through again, it will be the single greatest thing my government has done in my entire lifetime. And I don't just say that as some partisan talking point or election rhetoric, it's much bigger than that. Again, we have to restore our national honor and our sacred honor, and this is a necessary first step. Any precept of human rights or civil rights must begin with the sanctity of life. And and that is a, a Christian idea as well as an American one.
0: Royce, I, I don't know how much of the rough draft you've read or how much of the stories you read. But in Judge Alito's proposed majority opinion, he talks about eugenics and and in his writing says like, hey, look, this abortion thing has significantly impacted uh, African-Americans and, and I got it. When I read that, I dang near had tears but I was like, Hold it. holy cow, this guy is spelling out what's really going on at the highest level of, of government. The, the Supreme Court or, you know, certainly three branches of government, one of the highest levels. He's spelling out what you and I and others have been talking about, that uh, Planned Parenthood, abortion, it's all part of a racial genocide targeted at black people. And so I'm so glad this is happening. And I can't wait to hear the left defend themselves from that accusation, statement, uh, allegation, whatever you want to call it. But that was one of the passages that had me really excited. Like someone's spelling out the truth here.
2: Well, absolutely. And, and I want to go on the record right now and, and, and remind you that one of the first times I was on Fearless, I said that a doctor's office may be too small of a room for a woman, her doctor, in the United States government. I was wrong. Maya Copa. Maya Copa. Um, the, the more I look at this issue, the numbers, the history, the more my faith in God grows it's clear that this is not just another issue. This is the issue. There are, there are no other issues with which we can base what the American idea is other than this issue. And I'm as, I'm as pro-citizen, anti-big government, anti-government, anti-fiat as a politician can be. But when such an intentional effort has been made to strip our nation and our people of God, Somebody has to protect our children. Somebody has to protect our babies, our future, our soul. Okay, and in in a perfect world, a woman's woman's choice to not have an abortion would come from her sacred honor, preferably her spiritual sacred honor. But we are bereft of of, of faith in God and, and sacred honor. So if by fiat only, we protect our children, our babies and our future, then let it be so
0: the other thing that was referenced in the political story that that broke this was basically explaining how uh this issue is tied to the lgbt movement and how they've wrapped all these things together in terms of race the lgbt movement and abortion and you just, they're all baked into this thing. And so I think there's a great opportunity as this plays out over the next few weeks and months to have that conversation that we've been promoting on this show, you've been promoting in Minneapolis and the state of Minnesota and everywhere your voice can be heard. There's an opportunity to speak to black people in my view to explain like, hey, do you understand what you're doing with this slavery to democratic ideology, that you're in partnership with the people that are pro-abortion and want to kill the unborn, and you're in partnership with the LGBT movement. And so any of you that have any biblical part of your worldview, stop and think about who you're partnering with on politics and perhaps open your mind to the fact that maybe you're in error about who you're in partnership with.
2: Again, 60 million babies in 50 years, 30 million of them being black is a genocide and it's America's greatest sin. And, and the fact that we've tied that that idea to to civil rights and, and we've let it masquerade as a woman's right to choose or her political empowerment is one of the greatest scams in, in our nation's history. And, and there are only seven nations around the world that allow abortions after 20 weeks. Two of the others are North Korea and China. So that lets you know who we're in league with from a geopolitical standpoint on this issue. Um, I feel sorry for 50 years of women, 50 years of women that have been tricked to believe that this issue, this anti-human issue is the symbol of their political empowerment. And and I say that because I understand that the, the sin is grave that what happens when a when life is interrupted and taking its natural course is a grave, grave sin. Um, but but, but I, feel, I feel bad for the women who were tricked and they were tricked and they are continuously being tricked by an establishment that, that means to undermine this country, but really the attack is on God. And, and as I said earlier last week, nothing makes God more sad than when the devil tricks us into killing ourselves well, I think there's one that makes him more sad than that. When the devil tricks us into killing the unborn.
0: Royce, I, I, I'll, if I haven't asked you the right question, I'll give you an opportunity for a final thought. Anything else you want to say before I keep it moving and we bring in T.J. Mo?
2: I would say this. This is a celebratory moment. We are moving back in the right direction. This country is headed back in the right direction uh, towards faith and God and national honor and sacred honor, and and for Black people everywhere. From a from a pure political practical standpoint, if Joe Biden is going to tell us that our population size is going to be the linchpin with which we have political capital uh, and leverage. to to negotiate the terms of our social contract, then by default, we should be anti-abortion and we should be anti-open borders from a practical standpoint. And that is something Joe Biden told the Congressional Black Caucus. And there is an intentional effort to let a million plus illegal immigrants cross over our border every year. And as that happens, the political capital, the social capital for black people in this country will fall by the wayside. And their, their, their pitch is that, don't worry about it. You don't have to worry about the American dream anymore. You don't have to worry about your citizenship. What we're gonna offer you is a material high and sometimes a real drug high that's gonna be so good, you, you'll, you'll be happy for the new global citizenship and all of the many uh, you know, golds and shinies and glimmers that it brings whether it be virtual reality or more abortions or eugenics or, or whatever the case may be, all of these transhuman ideas. That's their sales pitch to, to black people all across this country. And we should reject it, if, if for nothing else, because we still believe in God in some way.
0: Thank you, Royce. Awesome job, as always. Uh, get your Fearless Army swag at shopblazemedia.com slash fearless. TJ Mo. Urgh. All right, welcome back. Uh, let's go out to Missouri and bring in uh, TJ Moe, the Show Me Kid, the white shadow. Uh, TJ, uh, I'm trying to get in a upbeat spirit. Royce just helped me out. Uh, I'm so offended by this leaker and, and feel like he's, he or she has to be tracked down. I consider Politico a co-conspirator in this. Again, I certainly believe in freedom of the press. But I feel like Politico uh, is nearly as bad as the leaker because I don't blame him. Go ahead and leak the story, but also out the person who just uh, showed himself to be a traitor and a treasonous person who has damaged uh, the Supreme Court and perhaps uh, the United States of America. I would have written two stories or written one long story that here's what he leaked and here's who the person is, and we should jail this person and throw him underneath the jail where they got the January 6th political prisoners, throw this guy or girl underneath that jail. But I I, I know you're a bit more upbeat. You you think uh, the left and Democrats are being exposed uh, a bit here in terms of, I think you believe their whole worldview Uh, is wrapped up in the issue of abortion. Explain. Yeah. So
3: I agree with everything you said. Um, What I if you pay attention and and you talked about this right off the top, the overturning of Roe v. Wade does not ban abortions nationwide. And people are trying to act as though that's what it is. But if that's true and it is, And many people know that it's true, that all it does is send the power back to the states and states like New York and California and Washington and many others are going to actually have more abortions and their rules are going to continue to be as crazy or crazier than they've ever been. Then you got to try to figure out why everyone is throwing such a massive fit, right? I live in St. Louis, it's on the border of Illinois. In St. Louis, in all likelihood, you are not going to be able to get an abortion. You can drive eight minutes over and go get your abortion. Okay, so why then are they losing their mind? Why are there people gathering at the gates of the, the Supreme Court this late last night and this morning in order to throw a fit about this? And it's because it embodies their entire worldview right? It's to, to understand where they're coming from. You have to understand that the mandate of legal abortions on demand is their justification for everything that they do. So it's how they've argued that you don't have to be accountable for any of your own decisions. It does not matter if you've made the decision to, to uh, participate in the act of getting pregnant. You are somehow the victim, It's not your fault, nothing's your fault, and it is even acceptable to murder, slaughter an innocent child because you're the victim. It's how they've argued that every individual should be selfish. Your personal convenience and desires trump the life of another person. It's how they've argued that religion does not matter and has no place in America. That even though God said in Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to all nations. Even though God said that, women's rights trump that. It's how they've minimized the opinion of men, telling them that their opinion doesn't matter because they shouldn't get an opinion on women's issues. And men are the impressors, which has spilled out now into every other venue of discourse. It's how they can argue that literally anything is morally acceptable. If slaughtering your own children is morally acceptable, why is transgenderism immoral? Why is homosexuality immoral? Why is pedophilia immoral? It's how they've gone about destroying families and wrecking relationships. They have made sex casual and risk-free instead of intimate and intentional the way God intended, which is what leads to strong families staying together and building a home. So this one decision has been used to justify an entire worldview with the backing of the United States Constitution. The reversal of this decision turns that worldview upside down. Their, their most reprehensible desire, the slaughtering of our own innocent children, no longer has to be accepted in every state in the country, whether or not that state wants to independently live on the terms that God set forth. Individual states now get to choose that we're going to follow the Bible as this country was built on, instead of the satanic framework that we've been required to live under for 50 years. If states get to choose to govern themselves in the way that God set up, then corrupting the entire nation and moving us away from God and his framework becomes far, far more difficult. So once you lay all that out, it makes perfect sense why you'd be upset.
0: The thing that has always baffled me on this issue, and and keep I've talked about this previously, uh, I impregnated a woman. Uh, She had an abortion without my knowledge or uh, that there was even a baby or anything, was told a year later. Again, I, I don't say all that to let myself off the hook. I say that my irresponsible behavior led to a baby being conceived, and so therefore I contributed to an abortion. It was my irresponsible behavior there. The the thing that baffles me is that we have so many ways now to avoid pregnancy. I mean, a million different ways that are in control of the man, in control of the woman, to avoid pregnancy, that I think it's even more egregious than before we had all of these ways to avoid pregnancy. It really speaks to my irresponsibility, other people's irresponsibility. No one is, no one, the government isn't saying, hey, don't have sex. If you wanna have sex and have fun and be irresponsible about sex, you're free to do it. Uh, I, I just think there are some of us that are saying, look, just be slightly responsible about it. D-d-d-, and again, mistakes will happen, and 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 I guess condoms can bust, and even though I, it's never happened to me, and maybe that says something about Uh, Me, (laughs) but it just it just never happened to me. And so I I hate I hate hearing all these stories. And maybe there's guys like, well, if you were packing what I was, you'd you'd have that. But I don't believe that. Uh, and So that's what has. States are still going to have legal abortion. Mm -hmm. Condoms are still going to be sold at every 7-Eleven and gas station in America. Uh, birth control will still be readily available and probably covered by Obamacare. Uh, there's female, anyway, mm-hmm. the, the, other part of this that I found interesting in talking to you this morning was that, uh, you want to make sure that, uh, Donald Trump gets some credit here for, uh, his Supreme court picks and perhaps, uh, this will be on his legacy that he saved more lives than any other president. Yes. Before I get to that, just
3: to follow up, you said that the government is not trying to get people to stop having sex and the casual sex. That's part of why the, the destruction of the family, they should be preaching that. And so, again, we, we've allowed the line to continue to be pushed. And we say, well, we're not telling you what to do. We should be telling you what to do, or at least encouraging you to do things that are correct sex outside marriage is not God's plan. There's a reason for that. And there are consequences here on Earth, not the least of which is that you may get pregnant with somebody you do not anticipate spending the rest of your life with. And that's something that's very difficult to figure out. And so the government should- Here's be how
0: I would frame it. Here, here's, again, you did get to my word. I think the government should reward responsible behavior mm-hmm. and not uh, reward irresponsible behavior. The reward should be for the people that do the right thing. I don't, other than that, I don't want the government taking a position on premarital sex or sex. Event. You know, I, I really don't. And, and again, Encouraging as a is Christian, I, I know what I should do. As a Christian, I know what I should do, and I want a society that rewards TJ Moe. Uh, for being very responsible about his relationships with women and, and building a family. I, I want you rewarded to the highest level. If I don't meet the standards for that reward, I'm not gonna complain that you were rewarded for doing the right thing. That's the society I want. I, I don't, uh, but the government taking some strong position one way or the other, but the government encouraging people do things that will help society. No question about it. Uh, Now go ahead and throw some flowers uh, Donald Trump's way if that's what you want to do. Well, here's the thing. I was just thinking yesterday
3: about all the people I follow on Twitter, all the never Trumpers that were celebrating like there's no tomorrow. And these people did not contribute to this moment at all. Okay, I've told you, I think, on the air. I, in the primary, if Ron DeSantis runs, will be voting for Ron DeSantis. However, I voted for Donald Trump twice, and if he is the option in the general election in 2024, I will vote for him again with joy. Because moments like this were possible. There's actually a clip in the debate uh, with Hillary where Chris Wallace asked if he wants Roe v. Wade to be overturned, and he said, "I'm just telling you, I'm putting pro-life justices on the court, two, maybe three of them, and I'm just telling you, it's going to get overturned when that happens." He actually predicted this moment in uh, in what was probably the second debate in 2016. So. Here's the thing. People couldn't get past his character flaws. They couldn't get past his ego, his propensity to fight with the media every chance he had. But with Donald Trump winning the election in 2016, that enabled this very moment to happen. Remember, Justice Scalia had already passed away. And so there was a vacant seat that Hillary would have gotten to fill with a liberal. The court was 5-4 with Roberts as the swing vote at that time, who remember right now, if this leak is true, and it is based on Roberts himself, he's voting the other direction. Okay. And so Scalia would have been a, uh, his replacement would have been a liberal vote. And then you never have Anthony Kennedy step down. Remember, Kennedy in 1992 was a part of the Casey case and upheld Roe and decided not to overturn it. Right. And then the last one would be Ruth Bader Ginsburg. This is the Amy Coney Barrett vote to overturn. That would have been a liberal. This vote if Hillary Clinton wins the 2016 election is seven to the wrong direction. So everybody wants to, all the never Trumpers, everybody taking credit, we finally did it. We didn't do it. The people who held their nose and voted for Donald Trump, even though they didn't want to, they did it. They made this vote possible. And so for all of his flaws and everything that comes with Donald Trump, and I'm willing to acknowledge all of them, he did more to save American lives than any president in modern history
0: um mm. uh tj uh, good point i have to agree with you on that uh thank you appreciate it i'm gonna keep it moving uh go to youtube.com jason Whitlock. hit the notifications hit subscribe delano squires has written a column on this issue that is really provocative.
4: Delano, it's our religion, our regrets, and our decisions. We all want to go to heaven with freedom. It's my obligation, no hate, discrimination, raising up your hands for freedom.
0: All right, welcome back. uh Let's bring in. Delano Squires, the smartest man on the show. Uh I hope Royce isn't listening. Hope Dave Shannon's not listening. I hope I'm not listening. <laughs> but uh I, I say that today because I read Delano's column this morning and my head poof exploded. I loved it. It 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 I read it twice. Uh I just love where you went with this, Delano, in terms of the abolitionist movement. There's a second abolitionist movement. And, and then the part where you, you spell out basically like, look, abortion is as important to Democrats in blue states today as slavery was to Democrats in southern states prior to the Civil War. Explains hmm. everything. Explains everything and that's I'm just so glad you wrote it Uh, and and It's the perfect analogy and we are in an abolitionist movement and I'm disappointed and devastated that uh, Many people have chosen the wrong side and Hmm. think that they hold a biblically sound position Including Raphael Warnock. I don't know if you saw his uh, tweet this morning, he, a pro-choice, a pro-choice pastor, My, I mean, when I say, I <laughs> a pro-choice pastor, I'm a pro-steak vegan, if that's the mm. case. I mean, I just, I, but anyway, a, a expound on your thoughts, uh, awesome, Colin. Well, thank you, Jason. I appreciate that.
5: Um, so it, it, <sighs> The interesting thing is, I've, I've used this analogy before on the show, it's been months ago, but I said something to the effect of, um, we need to see some of the same types of images um, to fully capture the barbarity of, of abortion, the same way we did, you know, as it related to slavery. And I talked about the one, it's a, it's a pretty famous image of a, of, a, of a man whose back is to the camera um, and you can see the skin on his back has just been flayed, so he probably been whipped and 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 you know had salt poured in his wounds. And is that type of imagery is the type of thing that moves people? Um, because I really do believe that this this is abortion is, is an issue that requires uh, full and complete abolition, not just incremental steps, not just sending it back to the states. While that is a good first step to to overturn Roe. Ultimately, if we live in a land that says that we believe and trust God and we fight for the vulnerable and the marginalized, um, we we should be a people who say, you know what, killing the unborn at any stage should not be something that we endorse. Particularly for people who say, whose founding documents talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, so so I, I really wanted to, to draw that comparison and it's clear, Jason, you know, and other people have talked about this on the show, so I, I'm gonna basically go over some you know, uh, ground that other people have covered, but this this really is a spiritual war. Um, in my column, I talked about th- the womb being basically, you know, God's canvas for his um, just majestic creativity, right? The, the human body is so intricate um, and, and so fearfully and wonderfully made that that type of thing should inspire reverence and awe. It certainly did for me. The first time I saw, you know, our, uh, my oldest uh, child's ultrasound, um, I just had a bunch of questions. I I asked the the, the woman doing the sonogram, well, well, what's that? What's what's this? And how do I tell? And you know, wh- how far along is she in development? But in instead of um, that being the reaction from from the left and from Democrats specifically, it's they want to take that site of creation and turning into a killing field, into a murder scene. Uh, and they can dress it up in all type of language. In the same way, the slavery absolutists used the, the euphemism of peculiar institution, right? Because they couldn't bring themselves to name what it is that they were trying to defend. And the left does this all of the time. They they talk about reproductive justice, a women's right to choose. It's, and, and and even journalists, and, and as you said, pro-life pro life pastors do this, where they'll say a woman's right to choose. And they just, they leave it out there on the tip of the lips like an old guy with a cigarette it's, just, it's bouncing. And they don't say choose what, right? I would respect them more if they said, this is a woman's right to choose to take the life or end the life of her unborn child. At least then we will be having a real debate with real terms, with clear definitions, and with straightforward logic, but they they play the rhetorical three card money because they know that if you told most people what was actually going on, and certainly if you showed most people what was going on, that it would turn people's stomachs. Jason, I remember being a freshman on college campus, and you, you know you had these um, events where the different clubs would ha- come out, they'd have their tables and they would say, "You know, this is the intramural football club and and one of them was the club for vegans. And I just remember vividly, they would have the videos of the chicken processing plants and and showing how you get your steak and your burgers from Good Ranchers, um, if you're a loyal, fearless member. Um, and that type of thing would turn people's stomachs so much that they would swear off meat for at least a semester. But we live in a society where um, in New York State, Governor Cuomo in the same year signed into law uh, abortions up until the point of birth and also outlawed the ability for cat owners to declaw their cats. That should tell you how this country and that party views life.
0: When you analogize it to the abolitionist movement and you basically are analogized to slavery, and people that want, that's an issue worth dying for. Mm. And that, and you talk about the intensity of this election cycle we're about to go through. And we thought 2020 was an intense one uh, over the Donald Trump issue. Well, now I think the abortion issue is even more divisive than Donald Trump. And and I'm wondering if you, as as much as I think this news is good news and necessary news, and it's the appropriate step by the Supreme Court, do you think it's going to lead us to uh, the kind of conflict we saw with the first abolitionist movement?
5: I think that very well could be the case. and And part of it is to consider this news, and again, obviously we're assuming that this draft will end up being the final, and, and that Roe versus um, Roe will actually be overturned. But this news comes right on the heels of the left's last freakout, which was, lo- feeling as if they were losing the ability to teach your children about sexuality and gender identity um, from the ages of five to eight years old, right? So. Really what is going on is that they feel like two of their main pillars, the sexualization of, of children, um, particularly, and the ability to kill children in the womb are being threatened. And for them, that is the type of thing where you'll see m- more and more prominent um, left-leaning journalists start to wonder aloud whether the blue states should secede from the red states. Um, I think that we're going to see that. That that's without a doubt, that's going to happen. Um, I I do think it could lead to to violence. Um, the I, I saw a couple of people who I follow on Twitter who were out at the Supreme Court last night, and you could hear the the screams. And Jason, if you've ever seen these these pro-abortion people, their screams are primal, right? The the weeping, the gnashing of teeth. Um, None of those things are a surprise to me because as someone who's fairly familiar with my Bible, I know that demons don't leave a host quietly. So when I hear that type of behavior out in the street, that's exactly, to me, and, and, I, and I try not to, to be president of Hyperbole Nation, to me, that is what hell sounds like. When somebody says, um, there are going to be fewer children who are put to death in the womb before they're given a chance to breathe their first breath, and your response is to howl, right? Jason, J- the, 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 the way the left responds to restrictions on killing children is typically the way uh, we have become accustomed to seeing mothers, and particularly black mothers, respond when their children have been killed in the streets. and, and that And having those two pictures side by side and you ask a person, well, what is this person responding to? And when it's a black mom of a particular age in a particular city, you said she probably just lost her son. And then you see the the, the, the pro-abortion side, the abortion absolutists, right? Some of a particular age, particular demographic, whether it's the white college kids or the, the, the black, pink-haired, you know, BLM activist types, and you say, what are they responding to? And it's they're responding to the notion that a child may be born and may get an opportunity to live. And that, that should tell you everything you need to know about um, this battle that we're in right now. So yeah, I, I do expect that it could, um, we, we could have some conflict. Um, I certainly think that the rhetoric is going to be ratcheted up uh, a 1000% because that's all they have to go on. So you'll hear um, this is really an attack on the reproductive rights of uh, black women and women of color and LGBTQ women and birthing people. You'll hear uh, Republicans just wanna turn America into uh, Gilead and make everybody handmaidens and force women into first forced birth. You'll hear all of that hot rhetoric because at the end of the day, people like Joy Reid and Hillary Clinton and, and, and all the other people who, who freak out at the thought of more children being born cannot stand on their square and defend their position with clear terms and clear logic. And, and that's why they have to try to make people as, a, as, a, as afraid as possible. So, yeah, this is th- this is a, a spiritual battle that's being fought sort of as a proxy war in, in terms of um, uh, the culture war. But at the end of the day, we're really getting so much of what we've been talking about, Jason, the last two months is you don't even have to get out of the book of Genesis. All right. This is this is first order. These are first order issues. And when I see, you know, people like Joe Scarborough, or people who are self-described conservatives upset and saying, well, the Republicans who are doing this are radical because they're going to overturn 50 years of precedent. I think to myself, Plessy versus Ferguson, separate but equal, was was settled law for 58 years. Does that mean Brown versus Board of Education never have been decided the way it was? So these people don't just talk about abortion the way Southern Democrats talked about slavery, they are also slaves to judicial precedent. And they're using that um, as a justification for the continued destruction of the unborn.
0: To me, it sounded like Bull Connor defending segregation. Mm. literally (laughs) it's always been this way what do you mean you can't change this it's always been same arguments they were making back during slavery hey this is it's always been this way we've had it's been this way for hundred years 150 years 20 but well uh, we finally mustered the courage to stop the way that it's always been for the last 50 60 years Delano, I wanna play this Joe Biden clip. I want your reaction to it uh, because he, he throw, tosses the word religion in here and that most religions seem to be having some debate. Anyway, I want your reaction to one of Joe Biden's statements about this leak.
6: Look, think what Roe says. Rowe says what all basic mainstream religions have historically concluded that, right, that the existence of a human life and being is a question. Is it at the moment of conception? Is it six months? Is it six weeks? Is it, is it quickening like Aquinas argued? I mean, so the idea that we're going to make a judgment that is going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child based on a decision by the Supreme Court, I think goes way overboard.
0: See, this speaks to my problem with politicians, because I thought Joe Biden was a Catholic. And Mm -hmm. I I think Catholicism has a pretty clear cut position on abortion. But Joe is acting like it's up for debate. And, you know, I think all religions, you know, they don't know when uh, a a baby has real life. Is it at conception? Is it here? Is it six weeks? Is it 12 weeks? Is it after he's three years old and we found out his IQ is at such a level? You know, we just don't know. Your reaction? Uh, I'm not surprised.
5: Um, Part of the reason I'm not surprised is because the way religion is used and bandied about in this country, um, particularly on the left, what ends up happening is that their politics goes in the lead car, their politics is the horse and their faith is the carriage. Now, um, typically, or generally speaking for conservatives, but Christian conservatives, we tend to want to keep our faith as the horse and the politics in as the carriage. So basically what I'm saying is when you filter your faith through the prism of your religion, you get exactly what Joe Biden said just now, which is this phony uh, uh, question about, oh, when does life begin? And, and is it a clump of cells and all this other nonsense? Jason, when a, a pregnant woman is harmed and, and even tragically killed by a perpetrator, um, whether it's the, the father of the child or somebody else, no one has a problem saying that that perpetrator should be charged with two, with two murders because we understand that what we're talking about is a baby. When a woman tragically goes through a miscarriage, no one in her life says either, well, what's the big deal? It's just a clump of cells. It's no different than you going through your period every month. right? It's no big deal. Or I'm, I'm really sorry about the loss of your fetus. No one says that. No one has ever said that. And when a woman tells her family that she's pregnant, nobody says, oh wow, when are you having the fetus? Because again, there's there's this phenomenon, and I, I, I gotta find a name for it, because I like naming things, where people will um, turn on and off their ability to articulate an obvious truth based on whether or not it suits their political argument. So this is why, if you checked Twitter last night, almost no one was talking about birthing persons. Because when the when the heat gets turned up, um, all that other nonsense goes out of the door, and it's back to this is a woman's right, and you're you're infringing on women's rights. So I I got to find a name for that for that phenomenon. But but what Joe Biden is saying is what a lot of people on the left say. They try to use their religion to sh- to paint themselves as as sympathetic to, to to women. Even some conservative Christians will do this, by the way. What they've started doing more recently is talking about being. Um, pro-life, all of life, from the womb to the tomb. And really what it means is they want universal health care, they want more social welfare spending. And these people, like the left, what they end up doing is completely separating um, children and child rearing from marriage and the familial bond in a nuclear family. And that is one of our tragic mistakes. And that, that was something that the f- feminists push, you know, two generations ago. They told they sold women on the lie that marriage and children were oppression, and they told them that they, those two things take away from their true calling, which is to be wage earners. To the point now, where if a woman says she does anything for money, sell her body, be it on OnlyFans, strip, prostitution, the left sees that it's more empowering than uh, her des- her desire and decision to stay at home to to nurture and care for her children. So. One of the things I put in my piece is I I, I paraphrase Frederick Douglass in in the first abolition movement. He said, what should we do with the four million slaves if emancipated? I say what, I asked the question, what should we do with the the babies who will be born um, if uh, abortion is eliminated? And my answer is simple. We should love them. We should care for them. We should protect them. And we should get back to promoting the natural family, one man. And one woman, in one covenantal union, committed in this one lifetime to love, nurture, and care for all of their offspring. Um, that's how we, I think, start to turn this ship around, and that's how, Jason, we, we think generationally, and that's how we give children a sense of value in their own lives. I don't think it's any coincidence that a, that a country that regularly aborts over 600,000 babies a year also has problems with gun violence, suicide, deaths of despair, drug overdoses, um, and everything else that erodes that sense of uh, human dignity and worth. So, um, that's one of the things I hope conservatives will take on is not just pushing the ball forward on protecting life at all stages, but also saying um, we could naturally bring down the abortion rate if we were to raise our marriage rates. And and I hope that's something that they take on.
0: Love that point in your piece a great way to end. We could bring down the abortion rate if we promote the marriage rate. And so both sides could be satisfied if we rewarded working families. Because again, a lot of this abortion, the population control and blah, blah, blah. Well, if we had more married families and we made that the standard and we quit telling people, hey man, just go out and have as much sex as you want. Swipe left or right on Twitter and have at it." Mm. It, it. Anyway. Thank you, Delano. Uh, Great job, as always. You guys can support uh, conservative voices like Delano by subscribing to Blaze TV at getblazetv.com slash fearless and get $10 off your yearly subscription. Tamika Michelle. All right. It's my show. So it's my choice. Uh, We finally going to get to a a woman's point of view on this abortion issue. Uh, The first lady of the fearless army, uh, Shamika Michelle, uh, my show, my choice to have you on. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Let's let's start. you got a kind of an interesting political take. You think this leak is kind of politically motivated.
4: I definitely do. I think it's intentional. I think it was deliberate by the Democrats to do this and to do this right now. We are in the primaries and I'm seeing Uh, All types of people comment that, oh, this is why it's going to be so important to get out to vote. The Supreme Court is not going to be able to stand up for us. So we're going to need to get out and vote in your local state elections. And we really have to take away the power of the Republicans. That's all I keep hearing. So I definitely think it was deliberate. And I think it's an effort to stop this red wave that everybody has been talking about.
0: I do think the leak, particularly, they're about to release the ruling in a month or two. End of June, probably the latest, we would have gotten this ruling. So it would be before the midterm elections. But in order to give us something to talk about beyond inflation and Joe Biden gaffes and just what a... Disaster. Joe Biden has been. This does give the left something to talk about, something to rally around over the next couple of months. Uh, we'll see if they're able to influence uh, the ruling or and perhaps maybe flip a, a justice to, to change his his position. But, but I, I do think you're right that the leak at this time so egregious. It, it there is some there is something clearly political about it the left has had nothing to rally around as it relates to the midterm elections come november and this will be their rallying cry i i I think it will be somewhat effective but but i also think it potentially could blow up in their face particularly and this is i want you to respond to this point particularly i think with black voters Because I can promise you this, I'm gonna use the next four or five months, however long before that election, to explain to black people like, look who we're teaming up with. The people that are pro-abortion and the people that want uh, sexuality taught to your kindergartners and third graders, the the pro same-sex marriage people. This is really the team you wanna play on because you think conservative white people don't like you or don't drink Hennessy or or don't play the Isley brothers at parties. Uh, And so therefore, they're the bad guys. I'm not sure if this Hail Mary is going to be effective for them.
4: Jason, I think we're going to have to really go hard in saying why would you team up with the with the Democrats, because I do think that just like the last election, they're going to use race as they always do, as a scare tactic, as an effort to pull on the heartstrings of Black America. You know, when I was watching Uh, Rachel Maddow, and you call her uh, Rachel Maddow. When I was watching her, I heard her talking about how if if the Supreme Court can overturn Roe versus Wade, then they can also change civil rights Uh, issues and they can go back to slavery. And I think they're going to try to drive that home that we're going to put ourselves in a position to where black people will be picking cotton again. They always use race. They always take everything back to race and it's already started. And so just as you had people going out and electric sliding in the street because Joe Biden won, a man that told them, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. I think We have a lot of people who are still stuck on race and worship race as if it's a God worship skin color who will fall for the lies again. They keep using it for a reason. They keep using it because it works. So I think we're really going to have to push hard on on another message because they're going to keep continuing to use the same thing
0: really love your point and that's why i asked you to uh pay attention to what rachel maddow said you picked up something i i I did not uh pick up but i that we've talked and there's a series of rachel maddow clips that i want to get your take on and i I want do you want to tell us which clip you want to play or do you want me to just play them and then you react
4: you can play them and i'll react
0: oh Okay. Let's let's start with what we've identified as the first clip, I believe, and maybe a, a combination of two clips. Uh, but let's play that, and then we'll get Shamika's reaction.
1: Let me ask you about the substance of that, because I think a lot of Americans hearing this news right now, maybe even watching the show right now, um, are gobsmacked by the revelation that, yeah, we might have heard it was coming, we might have heard the warnings, but this means that the government's going to force women to give birth now. This is going to make abortion illegal in most of the country, in much of the country instantly, and potentially in all of the country soon. The moment where J.D. Vance, whose Ohio Senate primary is tomorrow, uh, is speaking on a podcast, talking about what kind of politician he wants to be, why he wants to join the Senate. And he says, um, at one point, he says that part of the reason he wants Trump to win, run again, and and win again in 2024, is that he thinks that if Trump gets in there, he should fire every single federal government
4: employee in the entire country and just fire them all at once.
0: Your reaction? (sighs)
4: You call her Rachel Maddow. I call her Rachel Van Dyke because I am sick of of, of lesbians being the loudest voice in talking about instances that only concern what can be created between a man and a woman. I am tired of the scare tactics. And Jason, I really want to have an honest conversation. Let's stop lying as modern women. What I think that I have over the other people people that have been on the show today is that I know what it feels like to have an abortion. I had an abortion at 22 years old. I know what it feels like to lay there and have the life sucked from you. I know what it feels like to feel like that's your only choice. And I know what it feels like to have a doctor lie to you and say it's just a clump of cells only for you to be in a doctor's office with your husband years later and realize not only is it not just a clump of cells, there's a heart, a heartbeat because the abortion that you had, you are further alone than this ultrasound that you're having right now for this pregnancy that you're excited about. I know what it feels like to sit there and cry and realize that you took a life over a lie that is just a clump of cells. But I also know what it feels like at 22. And I have to be honest to say, I knew exactly what I was doing when I got pregnant. I knew that there was a chance that even if he wanted to just slide in for a minute and feel it raw and, and then put on a condom, there's a chance I'm going to get pregnant. So I want us as modern women to stop using this scare tactic. Oh, you know, we're not going to have a choice. You have a choice. This is not the old days where women would lay there and let the man climb on top of them and just do his business. We're not there anymore. Not only are we not just laying there while he he does his business, we are looking for the business. We like the business. We want to give him the business. 60 million babies in 50 years is not a result of women not having a choice. It's not a result of them not being in control of their bodies and or being raped or molest- molested. 60 million babies is a result of us being immoral sexually out of control using abortion as a method of birth control and and using it as a crutch to be be irresponsible that's what 60 million babies is and i want us to stop lying as modern women like we don't have a choice we have a lot of choices to to not get pregnant it's very simple and we are we're lying about it and i'm tired of it mm.
0: wow i don't <laughs> If you can top that, uh, I can't wait to hear it. Uh, That was awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, Let me move to a second Rachel Maddow clip. I think this is a a congressman say that black people could potentially bring us back to the past if we continue to vote Republican. Let's play this clip.
6: I believe that the court will have returned to its historic baseline of being a reactionary conservative institution uh, to the far right of everything else at the federal level um, in the government. And, you know, it's still got this lingering faint halo around it from the Warren Court period with Brown versus Board and Roe versus Wade, Griswold versus Connecticut, Miranda versus Arizona. But for most of the, our history, take all the way up to the Civil War. The Supreme Court, for example, never did anything for enslaved Americans other than to cement and constitutionalize the system of slavery in the Dred Scott decision and to declare that African-Americans have no rights that the white man is bound to respect and to declare that the Constitution is indeed a white man's compact. And then even after the Civil War and the Reconstruction Amendments, the court articulated American apartheid in Plessy versus uh, Ferguson, uh, approving. Jim Crow arrangements throughout most of the country. So there was that brief few decade period with the Warren Court, but then with the Burger Court, the Rehnquist Court, and now the Roberts Court, the Supreme Court has returned to that traditional baseline. And all, all it means to me, at least in my mind, and uh, admittedly I was speaking as a person in politics, but we need to turn out the vote like we've never turned out the vote before. The people need to stand up and defend democratic institutions and the rights of the people because the Supreme Court is certainly not doing anything for us.
0: I think that's the clip you were referring to earlier, and that's on Rachel Maddow's show. and. Uh, this is the tactic that's going to be played. I, I just I, I'm hoping that we as black people were smarter than that, that, that we don't think our freedom is attached to people's rights, a woman's right or any a person's right to abort a baby. But maybe we'll fall for this okie doke.
4: You know, I would like to think that we're smarter than that, Jason, but we've let immigration or illegal immigration ride in on our backs as black people. We've let things from the LGBTQ ride in on our backs as black people. We've let them tell us that the new voting laws or voting laws that they're trying to pass is us them taking us back to Jim Crow. We never do any type of research and we allow them to actually use us as a cloak for everything. So I'm not that hopeful that Black people won't fall for it. But I do think that because we know this and we see this in advance, that we will begin to speak out. I know we will on this show, but I hope people really start to stand up and stop being stupid and stop allowing them to do this because they do it each and every time right before elections,
0: final clip I want to play you is from libs of TikTok, uh, and I, I like this video because it, it just it lets you know whose team and what team you're on. And so, if you're watching this video that we're about to play, it's it's a little mashup of people reacting to last night's leak, and and. If this is the team you want to play on, go for it. I don't want to play on this team. Let's play the clip.
7: This abortion law goes beyond a woman's issue and it goes beyond anything you can ever imagine. The societal implications of this are going to be insane. The amount of uh, just pain and damage this is going to cause and the full ability to tell a woman what she can and can't do with her body and we're going back into a handmaid's tale society here. All of you women
4: who sat home, all you young girls, adults over 18 years old who did not go out and vote, who did not think that you need to protect your womb. We're now back in the dark ages. Um, brace yourselves, ladies. I'm with you. My heart is just broken. I don't
2: understand why this country hates women so much. I just don't understand it. We'll get through this. We'll figure out a way.
3: No more joking about... It being
4: a handmaid's tell it will be.
0: I, I don't want to belittle these women, but but I, I do, again, I want to speak factually or whatever. Are, are the, is that the, is that the target? Are, are they at risk of getting pregnant anytime soon? I mean, that group that are, that, are they just out wilding out having unprotected sex most weekends, midweek? I don't, are they the booty calls uh, in demand across America? I, 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 and so it, to me, it just seems like people that won't, aren't getting pregnant, aren't having unprotected sex, have the loudest voices on this.
4: They most definitely do. And I don't want to act like there aren't desperate men that would actually hit that. I mean, I know that there are, but I also want us again, to be honest as women to, you know, I saw a woman arguing that you can't count ovulation because they're such things as irregular periods. Irregular periods come from hormonal imbalances. That stems from your diet, exercise, stress. There are things that we can do to know whether or not our periods are irregular, to know whether or not we have a good chance of getting pregnant. All of this crying in the camera. We don't have any voice. We don't have any choices. This is why you need to go out and vote. It's the If your period is off, are you fat? Are you overweight? Are you not eating right? There are things that we can do. We are not oppressed as women and in a position for men to just take advantage of us. This is not a result of the patriarchy and something that we need to be afraid of. We have control over our own bodies. And if women would sit down and shut up and actually get in tune with themselves, they will, they can feel when they have ovulation, they'll know whether or not their cycle is 23 days, 28 days or 30 days. We are not in the stone age anymore. And to continue pushing this lie is just unfair and it's not right. And we have to call it out for what it is. Not only are these women probably not at risk of just you know, popping out a whole lot of children, it's not even just because the men are interested. Look at your health. Look at the shape your bodies are in. Let's talk about real things. Real things, and and a man taking advantage of us is not one of them.
0: Thank you, Shamika. Awesome job as always. Uh, We're going to wrap up and conclude with Dave Shannon.
8: exist in a state of man glorious as we are protected by the red the white and the blue but remember the mind is the key the fearless soldier pledges to place God first and foremost in his everyday endeavors of life we the fearless army are one nation under God indivisible with freedom and a belief in the American dream. The men bold enough to join our movement comprise what we like to call the new dream team. We are leaders of our families, our churches, and And of of this this nation. nation. We reject the seeds of division that are planted by corporate media misinformation. We affirm that all men are created equal and are endowed with inalienable rights which are granted by our Heavenly Father. We are bound by honor to accept God's challenge, to take the flag and lead, to cherish, to protect, and to nurture the life of our unborn seed. I am a fearless soldier, so shed no tears for me. I am not a victim. I am the man that God made me to be. Amen.
0: All right, welcome back. Uh, Dave Shannon, Chocolate Knox. I don't want you to be at all defended that uh, I got you batting clean up. I got you batting last. Uh, I did that because i knew there was one guy that could handle following <laughs> behind royce tj delano and Shamika, uh and even myself Is there's one guy that can handle this and have something original to say uh i knew it would be you and, and so it's my faith and confidence in you <laughs> is why i have you this low in the batting order today uh, because again, I just—you're an original thinker. Uh, you're biblically sound, and there's plenty. Of, I mean, but I will say that Shamika just crushed it, <laughs> and I—I I, kind of do feel bad. She was so authentic in terms of of being a woman and having had an abortion and knowing what that feels like and understanding that it's wrong. Tough act to follow, but I know you got this. And and I liked what you shared with us this morning in terms about the culture war is about to get really real. We thought we were in one, but now you can really see there's a culture of life and a culture of death. And we're getting to the final, the final solution, it sounds like to me.
7: Yeah. You know, Jason, I think we should be right now. What I think is happening, I think the ground is being shaped. You know, Vody wrote a book called Fault Lines. I think the fault lines have just erupted in the in the culture right now, where the culture of life is on one side, and it's going to sift a little more, and the culture of death is going to sift a little more uh, on the other side. And we're going to see. I mean, they just saw happen with Axios. They posted that what happens now that Roe v. Wade has been overturned, they're going to have states that already have abortion illegal versus states that uh, will not have abortion illegal. And so the question that's being asked is. The metaphysical question of a woman is a woman going to flourish in life as she follows after the design that god made her to become a wife and a mother and flow in line with her created order she has breasts for a reason they're not just beautiful they actually produce food and bring life and nourishment and she has a womb which grows arms and eyes and ears and noses and hearts So is that kind of created order going to create flourishing in the world or is it going to be that the culture of death is a woman designed to kill the very thing that she creates in her womb and that she's supposed to nurture and care for? And that's the question that is about to be answered because the states are going to answer that question. Is the state going to be a state now that says, listen, the way that God made a woman and what she's what she's designed for is going to create such a beautiful culture and nation and beauty and have a flow of business and life um, in our in our society? Or is it that when we kill children, we're going to get a better society, a better culture and a better flourishing for humans? And and right now we have seen probably, you know, COVID moved around a lot of the conservatives. This right here is about to move around a lot of liberals, you know, and they're gonna reshift, and we're seeing already, Amazon has said they're willing to pay, right? We saw that, $4,000 for employees to go and get abortion somewhere uh, outside of their states, if need be. Well, it's not just gonna be on states. Every institution is gonna say, well, we promote human life, flourishing, or death. And so it's not all the way down to, Jason, we won't be able to buy a candy bar without somebody saying, hey, this candy bar wants all the proceeds go to making sure that women can have abortions. <laughs> right? We won't be able to buy shirts and clothes without people. We see it right now. The, the, the flag, the homosexual flag flies for people to say, hey, we believe that you can change your identity. We believe that homosexuality. Reality is the way that God made people. That's already there. This is about to be on a whole nother level. And so we are going to have to reinstitute our whole lives to say, are we going to want to support the kind of culture that says the way that God designed and made women is better for us? Because Jason, this is the thing. And it's driving me nuts. I've seen so much talk about rights. Everybody has been screaming about rights on the left like crazy right now. They have said, Nancy Pelosi said that this is one of the, what did she say, the greatest restriction of rights uh, that have come down in the past 50 years. And I'm thinking to myself, this is the greatest restriction of rights (laughs) It's come down the last 50 years? What about the right for the baby in the womb? Did you ever think about that one? But what they're forgetting is that rights are not something that you conjure up and that you think about. It's like, you know, I feel this way. Therefore, I feel like I should have the right to do what I want to do. Rights are something that comes from God. God is the one who gives you rights because they come from his nature. The the purpose of rights is God's loving way. That's what it is. It's God's loving way to... Uh, A design to make you more human. So rights are of image. uh, uh, Image bears responsibility to look like God on planet Earth. And so when we have rights, they're not something that we conjure up. These are rights that are given that are foundationally built by the creator himself. That's why. Uh, God says thou shall have no other gods before me because he's a true God. That's why you can't steal because God doesn't steal. That's why you can't commit murder because the God doesn't. Com- that's why you can't lie because God is not a liar. That's why adultery is wrong because God doesn't abandon his bride. And so everything that we have that's a right comes from God to make us more human so that we become perfect reflections of him. So when these people are talking about, oh, we're losing women's rights, you never had the right to commit murder in the beginning had the right not to be a woman in the beginning. You're designed that way. God gave you that to help you. And fighting that is rejecting the natural order of things. So they never had the right to have an abortion in the beginning.
0: I, I think where you again, everything you said is accurate, but where you're really right in terms of you were saying this yesterday on the show about there's a purifying going on and yeah. people are, are having to run to their actual corners and raise their hands and say, this is what corner I'm in. And, and this abortion issue does that in a magnificent way uh, b- because of what you're talking about, rights. And the founders of this country in those founding documents clearly stated, your rights come from a creator, from God. That, that, that's part of the foundation of this country. And because of now, because of this abortion decision, the people that object to that founding principle are going to have to come all the way out of the closet and say, we disagree with the founding principles. We disagree with the founders and the documents and blah, blah, blah. We want a constitution and a set of laws that reflect that your rights come from government. They (laughs) your right to pursue life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness come from government. The government man is in control of all of this. And so to me and because what I've been arguing is like everything that's been going on in the political space over the last decade. And it's been going on longer than that, but it's really come to a head in the last decade is about uprooting the Constitution and rewriting one that is more in line with a secular, godless worldview that promotes do what thou wilt. And, and again, as T.J. Moe said earlier, I believe it was T.J., uh, that, that just choices without consequences is like the, the height of Satanism or whatever, and it's just do whatever feels good, whatever you think, just go for it. That's what life is all about taming your unhealthy desires, don't worry about that, do whatever, and look, if, if you wanna have as much unprotected, premarital sex as you want, we got an abortion right here waiting for you to kill the consequences of that ir- irresponsible activity. Uh, and so you go right ahead. If you have 15 abortions, uh, no problem. And and there are I've seen people over social media brag about having you know multiple multiple abortions so you know i to me a lot of this goes back to what you said yesterday on this show that uh the events that are transpiring are making people have to raise their hand and choose a side and it, it's a, it's a necessary good thing where all of this is headed
7: Absolutely. You know, one of the things that people haven't been talking about, Jason, that's a really important thing is the sans We are in a place right now in American society where we are running out of people. We don't have enough people to do a lot of the work and the jobs. We're, And, and it's not an accident. You don't kill 60 million babies over the last 50 years and think you're going to have an influx of people to society to work. So what happened was, Jason, during the pandemic, we end up losing a lot of the workforce because they didn't want to mess around with the pandemic anymore and so they just retired out of the workforce that's a lot of your boomers and people in your 50s they were done and so we lost a huge workforce and we lost a lot of knowledge and so we and we've been losing people for a long time so this split now where states who have been cowards and should have actually rejected roe v wade from the beginning they kind of get some backbone and say hey, hey we're going to promote human flourishing well those people What's going to happen in the next 30 years when they say everybody else has been running out of people, we have said, hey, bring us your people, bring us your families. Women get to be moms and they get to learn and develop and mature. And now we don't just have one Elon Musk. We have multiple Elon Musks. We have multiple people who are creating and innovating and creating things for humans to live better lives on Earth because there's a blessing that comes with life, Jason, and there's a curse that comes with murder. Blessing and obedience with life brings you success over time. Cursing, killing people and following in, in a demonic way brings you curses over time. And so we are over the next 30 or 40 years are going to see a flourishing in America in one side that we've never seen before. And we're going to see a destruction of of certain states and people like we've never seen before. It's amazing to see how flourishing has happened in Florida <laughs> because of DeSantis and the destruction that's happened in New York. New York, in so many ways, is trying to advertise the people in Florida to come back up here <laughs> because we need you, right? I mean, and it, Jason, I just gotta say this. It's been a really, really tough year for liberals. They've The pandemic ended. They realize that they can't uh, cultivate and groom kids. and now they're realizing guess what? we can't murder them either. And they haven't even got to the midterms yet. so this is this is really interesting to see what's gonna happen for them come the midterms. but I'm excited to see if we stay faithful, the kind of human flourishing that will exist over the next fifty years. in in spite of other states are saying, no, come here and kill your kids. We want this fight, Jason. We want this battle. We want to prove that, look, the way that you're designed is going to be a blessing for you if you follow in it. And if you reject that, then you'll fall. And creation and the order that you live in won't be consistent with nature and reality.
0: Dave, thank you so much. Uh, We're out of time. Uh, we got to start playing tomorrow. And we'll get out of here and see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow will be Wednesday. And so uh, Harmony, real easy topic. We, we got to hear from Bobby and Anthony on what they their reaction to the abortion issue. Probably bring Steve Kim in and talk a little sports as well. Uh, NBA playoffs are raging on. Um, great show. Love these guys. Love my fearless soldiers. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow.
4: No negotiation, my system, no relation We all just wanna have freedom Sitting on the corner, never been on i my back for freedom Bless, we are living, get back We are receiving, all when We all wanna be free We want freedom I just want, I wanna be I just want, I wanna be I just want, I wanna be I just want